What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Tuesday Track Talk podcast, episode number seven. We are the Three Stones Pit Crew. I am your gas man, Cameron. I'm your jack man, Kellen. And I'm your tire changer, Cam. And on this week's episode, we got big trophies and big checks to discuss. Uh, we are going to be talking a lot of championship races, everything from uh, some dirt to the NASCAR series, and then also uh, give a little bit of some late model previews and also discuss uh, the Martinsville. So uh, definitely it's going to be some hot topics to discuss. Um, some of the stupidest drivers we've ever employed, but you are looking at probably your stupidest pit crew. So um, <laughs> this is going to be a good episode, <laughs> but uh, yeah. How we doing boys? We're not too bad. We're just, we're battling a little bit of a, a little bit of a scratchy throat here. So we're just, we're trying to keep the fire in the, in the motor here over here. Cause it's just, sometimes when you talk, you feel like you're not talking. So um, just trying to trying to keep voice alive here for the next hour is what it your tires out. are starting to cord a little bit. Yeah, we're struggling. Tires, so. I think his engine's about to blow if you don't have a gonna <laughs> <laughs> go down a cylinder here soon. So, yeah, we're just I mean, other than that, life's good, but uh we're just uh battling a little bit of that sleeping with your mouth wide open. Yeah. Ugh. So yeah, other than that, we're good. I'm basically just recovering from a attending a very bad Packer game against the Vikings. Super Checks excited out. about that, but yeah, that season's over. Can you? Well, can you say? But hey, I mean, we we were chatting a little bit during the game last Saturday too. Them Badgers, they showed up a little bit on Saturday. There's some life. There's some hope. You know, it's. Doubt we were down a lot of starters and we we were competitive. Uh it wasn't like it was a 42 to 10 game. We we were there. Um so there's promise. So yeah, missed on, missed on some opportunities, but yeah. Yeah, that badger game was I think you summed it up, missed on some opportunities, but I don't think that's really getting talked about too, is like it was a seven-point game with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. It was right there. So it was right there. And like you said, we missed on some opportunities, which is is what it is. But it, we're missing our starting quarterback. Our starting running back didn't play the second half. Braylon Allen, Chimray DK didn't play the second half. So like you said, I'm not about moral victories. It's wins and losses. But if there's a time to take a moral victory, I mean, shit. It's number three team in the country is a seven point game with five minutes left. So yeah. Anyways, and then just another another weekend at the racetrack. The boys were banging. So got yeah. that right. Yeah. Lot lots to discuss. It was a very, very eventful weekend, that's for sure. I'm any, other, any any other one hitters from the weekend? Let's get into this. I got <laughs> I got some debating to do. Well, boys, hey, it all comes down to this. Championship weekend coming up, and uh, you boys know we've been working all year, and this pit crew can win or lose a championship. So 
Yes, Truex. Yep. So that poor fella. Well, well he, did, he didn't help himself, but yeah. So yeah. Lock in for this episode. Um can win or lose the championship, and it's on us, pit crew. So not too worried about my job. Gas man's pretty easy, but car falling off the that's jack. Me. me is the one that's the yep. tire changer. I'm the one that can screw some things up. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised if you did. Uh, uh, we'll try to pick you far. up. We'll try to pick you up. Anyways. <laughs> okay. uh, just kind of, and we were kind of talking about this last night. Before we get into this, kind of a cool deal that uh, Jeff Storm's got going on with his race program. Um, looking to get a little help to go down to the Bigley in Florida. He's doing a raffle for one of his doors. It's what? It's 20 bucks a spot, I believe. Bingo. 20 bucks a spot, but there's only 100 spots. 100 spots. There's three prizes a, do- a door off the car, uh, a sweatshirt, and t-shirt. a t shirt. So, t shirt and a hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. So, pretty cool deal. Hey, if you want a chance to win some of this stuff, um, Jeff, he's been around here a long time racing around Midwest. So yeah. That's a pretty cool little deal. So, if you want to, if you want to help out an, an honest, hardworking dude that's putting it in at the racetrack to get it done. Uh, he's the guy that would check that out. You can, uh, his Facebook page. He's also got a YouTube channel. So if you want to check that out, he's kind of been sporadically putting out videos, but that's been kind of cool to see. So kind of a plug for them as well. Yeah, uh, Wisconsin guy trying to get down to Florida and do some running down to Florida with the big dogs. So kind of a cool little deal. So yeah, for look. sure. Didn't even see that. Yeah. Yeah. Was that last night you put that out? I think. Yeah. Well, last night. Five minute video. Yeah. So he's got a, I mean, he's got that, that black, black door that with black that 25, yellow, yeah. yellow 25. That's yep. yeah. Him cool. and one of the buddies just front end all torn up working on that sucker. And yeah, I I didn't look hard enough, but I sure to look to see how many beer cans were sitting around that car. Cause I'm sure there were some beverages <laughs> taken in that night. <laughs> well, he just said he was, he said it was all cosmetic. It wasn't anything too major. So that's good. Yep. But, Okay, I just had to mention that before we get going. So we'll hop back into uh hop back into the NASCAR side of things there. Yeah. Well, without further ado, let's get into the old paper clip. Martin's yeah. cut off. Spot in the final four on the line. Where do we want to start? We want to start Xfinity or NASCAR? And I think we go cup. Yeah, let's put let's do cup. I think that was gonna be a little more straightforward and I, yep. I got feel we're going to go a long time on the Xfinity side. <laughs> yeah. So Martinsville, yep. Ryan Blaney gets the job done. Let's go. Yikes. Let's go. <laughs> so Ryan Blaney gets the job done. Um, locks himself into the final four. Um, MTJ qualified on the pole. Had a decent car. Um, ran he's well. quick early. He's quick early. Yeah. Um, he had some non-playoff guys that were driving a little. Non-playoff guys that were driving like they were driving for a spot in the Final Four, a.k.a. Joey Logano. Yeah. Um, but I guess kick things off, what are your guys' fast thoughts on the Martinsville race? Physical. Yeah. Physical. I mean, them guys were on the wheel, 
banging doors and banging chrome horns and they they were going at it on Sunday. It was every every man was fighting for every position on that track. And boy, was it some good racing too. Well, and it was pretty cool. <clears throat> Actually, with Goodyear bringing that new, it was I believe it was a new tire for that race. Yeah, that that tire produced some good racing. The well, it developed it, the, the second it, lane. You're correct. The way it rubbered up the track, it forced the guys to get out of that bottom lane where you couldn't run there because you got the right sides on there and it would chatter the tires that you had to either straddle it or run through it and hope to God you can make it where you had to move yep. up. And so that was kind of cool to see that, that that tire did exactly what they wanted it to do. Um, but no, I mean, at the end of the day, you had a, the storyline the whole time was at one point we're looking at this going. William Byron's going to go a lap down and he's going to get eliminated. Yeah. I mean, he was deep there for a long time. It's like, he, he, I, at one point I thought I, he's in trouble, but he just, yeah. he hung around enough to do what he needed to do to get through. But man. And then they said that was the longest. What is it? It was like a hundred and some laps. That green flag run it was the longest run in a long time. They've had it at Martinsville. I don't remember exactly what the dates, the dates were, but it was a long time that that was the longest group flag run. So obviously the racing itself was solid. Even you didn't have guys just running each other over to get spots. Yeah, just dumping each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and I think there's been a lot of green flag runs this year. I think it just it goes into the point of, I think guys, I don't know if, yeah, I mean, they got respect for each other, but I think it also goes to, you know, them cars got to get reused multiple times in the year. You gotta, you gotta bring that car home. Yeah. So you can reuse that again. So I think that's got part to do with it too, but um, going back to that, the tire and the second lane real quick. I mean, that's especially on a short track. Well, any track really, that's, that's what you want to see. You want to see multiple grooves getting a race. So, and guys figuring out which line works better for them. And I mean, Christ, look at how many years ago, Bristol, they had that outside line going. You had, you know, guys running the inside in the far wall to, to make some laps and that produced some great racing. And, you know, I think it, the same thing happened here. Yeah. It gave me, <clears throat> Blaney was a prime example of that. It gave gave guys opportunity to pass in that second lane. Yep. So yeah, and look, that's what we're always what we're always begging for in some of these tracks is that it, that we can we can get a two lane track. And Martinville Martinsville is typically a track where it's like the bottom feeders track. Get to the bottom as soon as quick. Green flag drops. As soon as you're clear, get down. Yep. But, um, no, like you guys said, the tire they brought, um, I think really helped the racing. And when you got guys that can go on the outside and make some ground, um, it was awesome. So, um, I think I like did. too, that was, uh, that was an elbows up race and, Guys racing hard, but for the most part, clean and respectful. And, you know, that's all we ask for as fans. Yeah, and I think uh, it also helped with tire degradation, too, where 
you know, though, though you had the speed throughout the entire run and some guys could make some strategy calls too. I think Keselowski was one of those guys that tried to take advantage of, of the not so big fall off on the tire to get some track position uh, there during the race and ended up having a pretty decent finish out of it then too. And I'm just not to totally change the subject, but I'm just looking at the top 10 from this last weekend and from that race. Eric Almirola, big news from him last week that he's stepping away full-time. I also read something that said he's stepping away full-time, but he's not going to be away from the racetrack long, that he will do part-time in some series. I don't know if the credibility of what I read or whatever, but I don't know if you guys saw anything like that. But obviously big news with him announcing he's he's done at the end of the year. Um has a solid run so close goes p2 denny hamlin in third chase briscoe joey Logano, larson bell busher Sindrick, todd gillen so um that was your top 10 and denny <laughs> my guy try again next consistently inconsistent Hold on. I, I shouldn't say I shouldn't say in I shouldn't say inconsistently inconsistent. He's 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 finished steady. he's steady all year and he's yep. finished where what he's done all year. It's just and it's it I was listening to an interview that he had on Sirius XM or or from his pulse race interview. That's and it was him saying, you know, last week. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yep. You know, last week, you know, the race at, at Homestead, having that mechanical fa- failure, I mean, in, in the round of eight, you cannot have a bad race, plain and simple. Nope. You just cannot. You need to finish, you need to finish in the top 15. If that. If that. Maybe top 10. Bare minimum. Bare minimum. Bare, bare minimum. Yep. I also want to go back. Uh Kozlowski finished 33rd, was running good. He had that, uh, I believe it was probably an oil pan, was probably what busted on because that ball went up into flames there afterwards. But yeah, yeah, it, it that one race bit him. It was it, it ended up being a must-win situation for him with how the points were running out, and it came back to bite him. Yep. And I think, you know, to that kind of tying that all together. Um, say what you want about uh, this playoff format, but I think we got down to the eight best. Absolutely. And it produced. It, it produced. You got Blaney, Hamlin, Absolutely. Larson, Bell, Busher, all in the top ten. So it produced. It produced. And off of that, I mean, we've talked about on this podcast too, the emphasis on running well all year and being consistent and winning races. William Byron, <laughs> for a young guy that's dang near a lap down, a spot in the final four who we thought was for the majority of it, if he would just 
finish the race, run clean, run well. Like there was a lock. Yeah, he was good. Put him in the four final four, which we all, I'm pretty sure we all did. Yep. But for him at, I think he's like 24, 25. He's 25. Makes me question all my life decisions that were the same age. <laughs> but uh, for him, I mean, talk about just. He's got a. To his team. Yeah. The consistency and the trust and the performance of that team to be almost lapped down. Nobody gets rattled. Kudos to that team because that is not a spot I don't think anybody expected him to be in. It was maybe a shade of, you know, the Cliff Daniels and Kyle Larson deal, how they're, you know, especially Cliff with him coming in. He's, you know, he's he's the positive of that team. He rallies all the troops up. You know, it's kind of the same thing there. It was, all right, we're, we're not out of it yet. We're only out of it when that checkered flag waves and see what the results are. So they kept fighting it and got out of the, the hell of a bottle that they were in with that race car and brought her home. Yeah. So, yeah, um, obviously Blaney gets the win, locks himself into the final four, sets the stage for the final four. Truex. Telling your champion. Yep, speeding penalty. Yep. Speeding penalty compounded with a bad pit stop. Which, Even then that pit that that pit stop, he was he actually gained a spot on that pit stop. Yeah. I just still, saw the highlight of that. Still was not he was but, deep. And that but that's the theme of his playoff. It's mechanical failure here tire puncture here make a mistake here that puts you in the back of the field i mean it's just all playoff long he had something happen during the race that put him in that situation it fight and at round of eight again you can't have a bad race and it came back to bite him true but I think, I do think he's a testament to what the regular season championship will do for you oh yeah people 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 are grumbling about him getting that far but at the end of the day to run to be the best car for 26 of the 36 races on average, per se. Yep. Um, it keeps you that alive. There's a lot about the playoff format. And I do think if you're on average the best car for 26 weeks, you need to have an advantage of some kind. Yep. It, how can you not give them an advantage of some kind? Like, the, I mean, <clears throat> come on. So, well, I mean, look at the first year of the stage races. Or the stage points. I mean, he took advantage of that. Like, it was free money. Oh. Nobody's like, ah, oh, we're going to run the long race. We're going to go for wins and all that. And they're and MTJ they really and Colpern, like, oh, we're going for stages. If you're going to give them to us, we'll take them. And look at what it did for him. And he pointed his way right to a title. Yep. So, I mean. And I, I think to, to that, I think in his post-race interview where he said, Everything in this cup series is this. Oh. And he said, you're from a mistake to winning a race to everybody's getting everything out of their cars. Everything like in this series is like this. And I think to the point of this playoff format, he just said like he had a few things go wrong that, 
aren't major, but when your room for air is this big, there goes his championship hopes. So what I do have to say, though, and you you just kind of alluded to it, you know, they talked to Denny and Truex post-race. I was very surprised with the tone. I thought they would have been frustrated. I thought they would have been, yeah, you know, this didn't go well, this and that, and this and that. And, and it was more so from Denny because I think Truex is happier this year for whatever that reason may be. Um, I was just surprised with Denny's demeanor. He got out of the car and he's like, you know what? We just, we missed it a little bit and yep. we got beat. And at the end of the day, I'm going to be back in the 11. We're going to try to do this again. We're competitive. We were there. We'll be back. Yep. Um, so I was kind of surprised for somebody who you know, this, the conversation swirling. Is Denny ever going to win a title, or is he going to be the greatest to never win a title? Like, well, to this day, I mean, he is. <laughs> and oh, it's, it's, that, it's that Denny Hamlin cycle runs really well. Yep. He's hot. Middle of the season has a little lull. Right before the playoffs, gets hot again. Runs well round to 16, round eight struggles, doesn't make the final four. And I just lost my train of thought. But that's <laughs> the uh, format. I love that format, though. Yep. Oh, for Danny, what I was going to say is, you know, this kind of speaks volume to this, to the sport of NASCAR in um, this playoff format is – People look at it, you know, driver, going in circles, driving lap. But for people that don't understand racing, like, the driver's only as good as his team is. And it has to be, not in Denny's case, his team didn't, you know, whatever. But in every other team sport, you know, it's like in football, the Chiefs, it's like, well, you got Patrick Mahomes. Like, they're going to be a championship contender, you know, no matter what. But in this sport, it's like, for Denny, he could get to the round of eight, and so many things that can happen that are out of his control. And there goes your championship hopes. It's like, you know, in football or basketball, you got a superstar that can, you know, sometimes, quote, unquote, will you to a win. Mm-hmm. For poor Danny, it's like he should have a championship, but it's like so many things that can happen that are out of his control that it's like the guy just never gets a break. And it's tough. He hasn't hasn't helped himself on the racetrack either. He's got guys that are going to race him a little bit harder than they are other people because he's pissed a lot of guys off. And at the end of the day, Maybe not pissed them off, but they owe him one yet, and that may cost him a spot or two, and that in turn may cost him a chance to get to the final four. So, yeah, Cam, you're absolutely not wrong, and I totally agree with your point that there's a ton out of his control, and he never seems to catch a break, but he also has got to help himself too. Yeah, he's got it's an equal slate of yeah. Who's he? I mean, when you talk about NASCAR rivalries, it's it is versus the field. It's Hamlin and Larson. It's Hamlin and Chastain. It's Hamlin and whoever. Like it's just he. The eleven seems to stick his nose in there. He all damn time. near. He damn near got a Blaney here. 
between last week and this week. He damn near got a Hamlin versus Blaney. <laughs> yep. So anyways, so, yeah, I just thought that's interesting. You know, people can look at it. It's like, yeah, he never won a championship, but it's like. Yeah, I would I would totally he, agree. With he is. Absolutely. So many things can happen out of your control that, like, in racing that. I would agree. People don't even realize, like, during the week. You get on the track, you run a couple laps, you get a mechanical failure. You get a tire puncture. You get, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, Martin Truex, I guess, would, would have been a better example. But this playoff format, there just is no room for error. Yeah. I think We're bad uh, stuff to happen for that matter. I think the one thing that Hamlin needs, he needs to figure out where Johnson put that golden horseshoe that he had that many years ago. I think that's what Hamlin needs. And last point I'll make on the Cup Series is, thank God MTJ is coming back for another year because I would not have won. I want him to go on a, a Jimmy Johnson, you know, final race tour. You know, you know yeah, get the last you know, hurrah type of get thing. Get the last hurrah type Get like what Harvick's got this year. Yeah, um, except run a little bit better than Harvick because, yeah. Yeah. Um, so hopefully Truex will come back next year and uh, maybe if he does announce before the year, it'll be his last year and he gets the whole last two rock kind of deal and he goes on a run and get, gets himself into the final four. Cause that'd be, that'd be awesome to see somebody we all like and we all had put in our, I'm pretty sure we all put him in our final four, but mm-hmm. any other final thoughts before we dive into the Xfinity series? Oh, good race. Yeah, it was good, good race. Cut line. cut line was obviously moving all the time, and solid. The, right. I, I think, again, the tires changed the way that that race was run, and I hope they bring it back. Yeah, and I do think, again, same as Bristol, I think that needs to continue to be a cut race. Yep, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right, this is um, this is where we get ready. I'm well, ready. Let's uh I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of inter intervene here. Let's talk about the race itself first before we get into the uh the storylines that came of it because <laughs> that was that itself was a very good race, especially that finish, which yeah. obviously entails some of the storylines with it, but that was another good race in its own right. No, hey, a lot of shakers and movers. You got a couple spins early that kind of regrouped the field again in the middle of the stage that gives guys opportunities to to shake on uh pitch strategy especially guys who are up front then you, a couple of restarts you get guys that stay out on old tires in front of the field and that kind of stacks the field up a little bit you got guys moving each other to get through the field so um the cautions i think when you look at the race like the cautions came at times that allowed guys to move on strategy which was um it really gave the the field a mixed bag of who's on what and where so that was a, that was an invited change, I think, with that race. So, yeah, for sure. That uh, basically that last Xfinity race. I just watched some highlights, but from what I from what I watched, and what <clears throat> Kellen, you were filling me in on, Martinsville's producing. Yep. Oh yeah, that uh, that last caution where you know you had pretty much the the uh scrapyard in the backstretch 
there that yeah. that set the tone for those last handful of laps. Like, okay, everybody had a chance to regroup and all right, who's going to uh who's who's gonna build up the courage to make some moves when it came down to it? And you had some guys make some moves. Yeah. So well, no, I, uh, the race itself, I, I felt like it was is good. I mean, there's a caution or two here or there they probably could have gone without, but the the few that we needed that regrouped the field in a timely fashion to allow strategy changes, it made it interesting from a strategy standpoint. What a hell of a move by Allgaier, though, to go from where he was starting, take advantage of some guys, moving some people out of the way, and just sneak his way down on that inside and stay into it. Oh, yeah, that was I, even even Eddie DeHaunt, uh, his spotter. Oh, you he was. I think he was more excited that they won that race than freaking Allgaier was. Oh, that dude, yes, 100%. Screaming, he probably jumped off the spotter stand. He was fired up. Yep. Yeah. Cool for and, Allgaier. I, I like Allgaier's. Oh, yeah. One Class of the good guys of the sport. and Yep. Definitely a veteran of the sport, and and that's cool for him to to make a move to get himself in there without trash in the field. Yep, or anybody really. Yeah. So he was just the recipient of mayhem in front of him. Mayhem in front of him, and he just the the seas parted, and he just hey, I'm here. Welcome. Also, what a car to be put in victory lane. I mean, that thought that thing was beat up too, even prior to that finish. We had to rim bend from that, that lap coming across the start finish line. He got hooked into the fence. Who hooked him? Oh, um, was uh, it Sammy? Maybe it probably was Sammy Smith. Yeah, who hooked him coming to the finish line? He pounded the wall. I'm like, he's done. It's between the two RCR cars. Yep, and the dude. He had no choice but to just drive it off in there and see what happens. Um, but yeah, he pounded the fence hard and I'm like, eesh. I was expecting it to be done, but oh, absolutely. I was expecting that tire to go down or a, you know, a shock to break or something like that, and him just to shoot right up into the wall and turn one. Yeah. So obviously, yeah. Justin Algar gets the win. Sheldon Creed P2, Sammy Smith P3. Herbs, Josh Berry is your top five. Hemrick in six. And then some other guys round out the top ten. But obviously, <clears throat> it's the storylines that came from the race. And the two RCR teams, teammates racing each other. Words were said after the race. Let's talk about that. No. Yeah. As we should always do with any of our problems, let's just talk about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're gonna sit down and have a nice little fireside chat oh god here we go so where where do we start well i think we gotta start with the move let's, itself let's start with the on track fair or foul fair i didn't see nothing he checked up a little bit, but here's here's my thought on this, and I told Cam this already. My thought is, is I think he checked him up a little bit early to lessen the blow to send him up the racetrack. So my thought was, 
he was trying to make it a gradual contact rather than a bump and a tire chatter that sent him up the lane. I think he was trying to ease the contact because he knew the contact was coming. So I think he he, he lifted a little early and maybe braked a little bit early to ease the contact that it was a couple tap, tap, tap instead of a shot and up the track. Oh, Dale Jr. was No, it wasn't Jr. Somebody came out and said, one of the analysts came out and said, there wasn't, I think it was Jr. and said there wasn't anything blatant that was he thought was blatant. So I'm going to side with Jr. and say, you know what? It wasn't anything blatant. I think there was potentially a strategy there to try to protect himself a little bit, but I don't know. That's my thought. I'm pulling up the replay here. Oh, I got hit with an ad. Um, I my thought too was like, especially on the checking up portion of it, a lot of drivers made a comment of, and I mean they say this all the time. There's there's oil on the track. There's it didn't do a good job cleaning this up. I almost thought because I mean it was noticeable that there was a lot of stuff on the ground that I think he almost checked up because of the oil. He hit an oil spot, started to slide. He tried to hit brake just to correct himself. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it here. I mean, all of turn three and four, I mean, there's just a black streak. And, I mean, it's probably part rubber, but it's also also John Hunter Niemczak was the one that turned all guy here. Um, there's a big, I mean, it's it's dirty, for lack of a better term. So, I'd be curious what the S&T data showed, and I should have tried to figure that out. No. But, that came out yet or if anybody really but no one's made a comment on it yet so i'm going to say it hasn't the the checking the checking up on it the checking up i just i guess i just don't understand and maybe to check up that hard so okay, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a little bit of a play by play here because I got the re because I got it up. So on the restart, Hill's on the I'm, bottom. He comes in, he dives in hard and door slams Creed, who is running a half a lane, who a lane, a lane a half up. Creed jumps in behind him, bump, 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 shoves Hill up the track, which I think was fair. Never touched him in the corner, running down the front stretch. Hill jumps to the inside. Again, Creed comes in, bump, 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 moves him up the track, doors him a little bit. As they're going down the backstretch, Hill comes down and literally, bam, just door slams him before they go into three. Hill or Creed goes up the track, brake checks a little bit in the middle, and that's when all the, the mayhem ensued. I still, like I said, I still think he may hit a bit of an oil patch. But who's to say? I'm just going to refresh my memory and watch replay too. But I, from when I watched it, and a suspension break, I'm good now. <laughs> from when I watched it, I guess I'm like, it looked noticeably like he did not need to check up that hard. I think Hill set the tone. I think let's start with that. Hill Hill set the tone of how that race was going to run from there on forward with the Correct. restart. Correct. I would agree. And Creed's he's 
again, he's fighting for a playoff life, a championship life. He's got to win. So that leads to the 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 latter argument here that we're going to debate in a minute. But um, so Hill gives him a little bit of a door, which is fine. Um, side but, note: one of the commentary that was kind of made shortly after the race was Hill should have known the playoff situation, and if he would have just given him the place and gotten second, they would have both advanced. That was wrong. I don't know exact what the exact playoff scenario was, but it would not have played out as what everybody initially thought. Of course. So leave that leave that argument out of there. Okay. Um, I, I I'm just watching it and it what does he need to be dragging the brake that hard for? Well, and also, I don't know if how much of it was draining the brake, but he also had a tire rub. I mean, I bet you a lot of that smoke was probably a tire rub. So, I, 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 I the whole fair, the whole bang fair, fair the whole banging and bumping. That's that's as Denny would say. That's short track racing. That I'm fine with that. That's. I, I'm also fair. Like I said, I think Hill set the tone on the restart with driving up the hill when Creed gave him a lane and a half to work with. Creed's fighting for a championship spot. I don't think in any scenario there was anything wrong. It's my two cents. I, I'm, I'm totally okay with the bumping and the banging. But I, I just... I want to, I just, it looked, the check up, like. I'm good with it all. He couldn't, he couldn't game. Pull. game on. I got, I got nothing that says to me that that yep. was, that was outrageous. The way he draw, I. You're good with a little brake check in the corners? I don't even know if it was brake check. It could have even been setting the brake to get the car to turn because he was shooting up the track. I'm good with it. I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm good with it, too. I just... <laughs> he throws it like a, a mini slider to clear him. Right. As you would at Martinsville. And then just, as Hill said, just parks it in the corner. Who's to say Hill didn't gas it up and used Creed to help him turn? Bingo. Come on, guy. He was (laughs) programmed here. When you look at it, though, it just looks like there's a Hey, I'm not asking you to make a uh, make a call on who who was in the wrong. I'm just saying make a goddamn decision. He's picking hell. Well, look, I'm I'm okay with the the banging and everything be- beforehand because that's that's Martinsville and that's short. Track. So I think we're all in agreement. Everything's good up until the final corner coming to the checkered. The part I don't understand is that brake check. I I don't understand that. Like, 
you like he like does that little slider gets up there and like noticeably parks it all holds are off though how can how can you tell him go ahead and let the 21 win because the 21 wants to run for championship how do you tell him that though no I'm not saying let the 21 win or whatever okay. I'm saying I'm saying I'm strictly saying I don't think he needed to smash the brake nearly as hard as he did. But I also don't think Hill gave him an opportunity to make that corner either. Cause I mean, he came down and door slammed him halfway down the backstretch. Yeah. Three quarters way down the backstretch. So Hill was goal or Creed was going in straight to start off with. He couldn't get the arc that he wanted. I mean, we're going to sit here and debate all day about who in typical, in typical Creed fashion, driving over his head. Stop. <laughs> Get out of here. I don't know. I like. It seems like we've got ourselves an Austin Hill fan in the house. Well, I'm just not. An, I, I'm not. I'm okay with the, like everything I'm okay with. But it is literally like. I just. Did not think he needed to break that hard. As hard as he did. That. Again, who who's to say that he hit the break, and who's to say that Hill gassed up the turn? Again, that smoke. I mean, damn near could have been a tire rub too. You're telling me when you watch that replay from like the sky view, you're you're telling me that Hill gassed it up that much that he ran into the back end of him. I didn't have the sky view. I was looking at the track view. Yeah, watch the sky view, and then let's have this discussion. Now I gotta find it. Well, anyways, uh, let's let's I'm, I'm keep ready. the conversation going here. I'm ready for the next debate because the on track part to me, game on. Yep, I'm I think we've spoken our piece with that. I'm ready for the pulse race shit. This is what I'm here for. Well, let's get into the pulse race stuff. Obviously, I think it was Andy Petrie. Like, was he like? Yep. I think he's raced. He's competition director at RCR. So he comes up. Doesn't say much to Creed, but says something. Creed oh, he said a lot to Creed. He made it very clear his stance on the whole situation. Nobody heard what was said. I couldn't tell what was said on the on the video, but he made it very clear what his opinion was based on his body language. Correct. It was a walk up, speak my mind, and walk away. He wasn't, heard. But, but he didn't. He didn't. It was he walked up to him, said his piece, and walked away. He didn't. Right. It, wasn't, it wasn't even thirty seconds. It was. There was yeah. no listening. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And Creed, no and you hear and then, Creed shout. If it was, the roles were reversed, you wouldn't say shit. So you can pretty much tell what that argument was about. Yep. And then we get into RCR himself saying he's had a lot of stupid drivers drive for him, but Creed might be the stupidest ever. I mean, that's just it's a bad look all around. RCR made an ass of himself, in my opinion. I 
at the as end of the a, day. As an owner oh. and as so an owner he, and go ahead. Right. So he gets in, Creed gets in. What is the tone like? How how do you not celebrate getting a car in the final four? Are you when did say, he say oh, that? No. When did he say that in the race? It was post race. It was post race. RCR said in post race interviews. Correct. And they interviewed him after it was all said and done. So to your point, RCR Creed gets that. in. Creed gets in. Does Richard Childress say, you know what, we're just happy to have a car in and I'm, I'm glad Sheldon could get it in? Obviously, we've announced he hasn't coming back. He's not coming back. Um, but we're glad he could get in in his last season with us, and and we're happy to have hope the, the end of year you know, off with a bang. The wheel in two in the final four, and we're going to go run for a championship. But instead, we're all for two, and now, to put it bluntly, he's got a dumbass driving for him. Is what it comes down to. Is what he said. So. I think I think RCR was his or Richard Childress was his biggest enemy himself in that moment. Like he obviously played his favor with Hill. It's it's evident. Now obviously Hill is announced where Creed is going, which I think that's a bad move too. That's a shot below the belt. That's not fair. Yeah. Uh, he should have kept his mouth shut and said, I'm happy for him to go on to his next opportunity. Got it. Let the, let the dude announce it himself, no matter how bad you hate the guy. But at the end of the day, I. Uh, you don't want anybody spoiling your news. You don't go spoiling others. I, I think RC made. Uh, I, RC did not help himself. I don't like it. And like my standpoint is like for both RC and for Andy Petrie in being high level positions on the team. Yep. Like you said, you don't play favorites. You don't show, you don't, you don't pick sides. You, you, every driver's got the same support throughout, even if they're leaving. Yes. Yep. You're racing for a championship. Yeah, yeah. You're shaking your head. Go ahead. So I'm going to go against the green. Had, First off, is what RCR said okay and a good look? Not at all. He said what he said with one caveat. The emotions were extremely high. And I think it went from they were in a spot to potentially have two cars in the Final Four to zero. And that is where I think this all stems is that I don't think he's playing favorites, but it's a heat of the moment. It's teammates racing. And regardless, yeah, of Creed, regardless of where Creed's going next year, whatever, I think RCR would have been thrilled after the race had he had one car in, even if it was Creed. Yeah, I'd agree. And so with all this, not a good look on RCR's part and, you know, whatever, but it's just so heat of the moment of we went from having a chance of having two cars in there racing for the lead to 
two teammates because of somebody because of a move one of your drivers made zero so i think that's where and he maybe just doesn't give a rat's ass if we're going to be honest maybe he doesn't care but i think that's where when you when you're when you're pissed off and you're fired up you maybe need to say you know what i have no comment at this time i need i need to i need to rewatch it again i got a good example and my whole point is we all get fired up and we all say stuff that we want to take back. And we're not talking about racing for a hundred bucks or, you know, whatever. So was it right of him to say that? No, but in the moment, I understand it because just the circumstances they were under a chance to have two cars in the championship. And they went from two to zero. And it was because of Creed's move that they have zero. So. My example that I have is the Matt Kenseth and Joey Logano situation at Martinsville where Kenseth blatantly, I mean, blatantly dumps Logano. I mean, you want to talk about as blatant as it gets. Roger Penske comes on the radio and says we're not discussing this with anybody this has been it's this is done and over with we're moving on he even told it's on he, radio, he even told Logano to stay in the car it's on radioactive if you want to look it up he comes in and says this we're not discussing this any farther we're going to handle this internally leave it at that yep. that's a that's a team owner looking out for his team protecting his team mm-hmm. and his driver and that's it and you want to talk about a heat in the moment that's a damn that's right in the heat of the moment too race is still going on your cartridge got dumped championship goodbye leading the race in that leading the race yep in the same scenario win and you're in goodbye yep i don't know i i don't like it by rc I don't like it. I, it's I not a good look all around. No, that's that's your top two guys that have obviously taken a side, and you're not going to defend Creed in any sense of saying you have a chance to run for championship. He's literally trying to run for championship, and they blatantly said, "Nah, we don't want you to win it." So I don't know. Again, they're not they're not saying that. They're insinuating because of the move Creed made, now we have nobody that has a chance at winning the championship. I don't think they're picking I don't think they're picking favorites at all. They are strictly pissed because the move that Creed made took out both of their cars and now nobody's in the championship. I agree with you on the favoritism side apart absolutely but Hill he was beating Ben Fenders too. How's it? What? What's his uh, scenario that gets him out of it? To settle it, we don't know what the counter side is going to be like. We 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 don't know. We will never know what it would be like if it was the other way around. Where Hill runs, Hill runs Creed over, or Creed runs Hill over. Either way, and one of the two gets in, they both get in. We don't know. Now, if Creed gets in and 
we just don't know what that looks like. We can only dream, pretend, figure out, try to think, but we don't know what it's like. So I, it's hard to say, but. And I don't, again, oh. I don't think. Um, I don't think there's an issue with the beating and the banging. No. No, and it's not. It's not. It's moment, not the racing. Heat of the moment, you watch that replay, and at first glance, when you watch the replay, you look at it and you're like, why did he just break check? And I'm not saying what he's what they said or did was okay, but I'm saying heat of the moment, it looked, and I still think it looks like a break check. And I think it's the last corner that obviously set it all off. The beating and the banging up until that point is fine, I think. But I think it's yeah, that and last, I agree. I think for RC and Petrie, it's that last corner move that he made that took both cars out of the race or took Hill out and took them both out of the championship contention is where this is all stemming from. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but we just don't know what the latter part of that conversation will be where if they had a car get in. If the roles were reversed. Roles were reversed or Creed's the hero for not running Hill over or Hill's the hero for not running Creed over and they got a car in and we just don't know what that conversation looks Mm -hmm. like. I just don't. That comment, if comments were going to be made, it should have been made in-house and left at that. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't like that. It look. should have been a, four, there would have been four people in the room, RC, Andy Petrie, Austin Hill, and, and Sheldon Creed. It had been a four-person meeting, no phones, no microphones, no nobody. Words are going to be said, and it stays in that room. Yeah, I'd agree. And that's why you, sometimes you got to take the 24-hour approach to and just be like, all right, I need an, I need a day to take the emotion out of it. I'll, I'll comment on it on Monday afternoon. So, I don't know. Well, we could sit here and talk about it all night and still not get to a conclusion. So, any <laughs> other sure. final any, any other final thoughts on that before we start pivoting into the next conversation? Go to race in Martinsville. Produces storylines both with the race itself and the playoffs. Which more could you want? Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm going to grab a couple of cough drops real quick. I'm right back. Just give me 10 seconds. <laughs> I don't care. What's your thought? Yeah. Um, I think I've said my piece on, on the RC move, but yeah, I love, I love the, the Martinsville track being a cutoff, the storylines it produces, the racing. Fantastic. Um, a lot on the line, guys racing hard. I loved it. So CTV literally. So yeah. Um, good racing. I, I like the spot that Martinsville's at being a cutoff race. And yeah, I uh, love it. So I'm just checking well, the schedule for next year too. It is still the cutoff race as well. So perfect. Um, Yeah. Well, the old Jack is back. So we're going to get into 
a little more fire in the pipes. We're good now. <laughs> I'm going to get into the second discussion we got, and we are going to be discussing briefly, just chatting about ASA National Championship. It's yeah. coming down to Majeski and Butcher, coming into the final weeks or final race here. Good entry list, some big names on there. Um, I guess, what are you guys looking at in this race? What are, what are some of the what are some of the headlines you guys are going to be paying attention to? Well, you bring up a good point. I should actually bring the entry list up for this race because, again, like you said, there are a lot of names on that list. It just keeps getting better. Uh, I mean, Nason, Fenhouse, Sauter, Gady, Hine, Pollard, Nassi, Ruggiero. Derek Thorne driving Polly Schaefer's stuff. Jeremy Doss. Yeah. Yeah. I was we, it's a wild, it's a wild list. I was surprised by uh, uh, Fredrickson. Yep. She's actually not on here. Ty Fredrickson, that is. That's just to be clear on that. It's Ty, Ty not yes, the correct. The old yep. the, the kid. Yep. He's not on the list, but he's said to be there. Uh and yep. Jacob Gady. That was one that really surprised me, at least from the Midwest guys that are, are making appearance for that one. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Uh, Minnesota guy, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he was yeah. national champ handful of years ago in the NASCAR weekly series. Yep. Yeah. I was kind of surprised. He's uh but I guess I yes and no because he does he, he likes lacrosse and I feel like that could be somewhat of a similar ish type. Uh yeah, it's got a little more banking, but yeah. Yeah. A little little bigger track per se. Um oh. but no, I mean the entry list just just to get it's started. Stacked. The entry list is solid. Oh, so. I gotta. Oh, I see Ty Fredrickson. He's car number five. So who's he running for? That's what I I don't know. Because he's still got all of his regular sponsorships that he would have had. So, so he must be going to run for somebody for the owners. Could be. Yes, um, or no, is Majeski your champion? God damn it. I see I don't want to talk about that yet. There's there's still a good amount of race with that. So here's my thing. We talk about storylines with this race. There are points handed out left and right. It's kind of like yes. a cup race. You got points for qualifying. You got points at stage breaks. There's so many points to be dealt with. They have hard charger points. Correct. So there's so many points to hand out, but you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say Butcher's going to win it. Majeski is kind of untested right now. He's got it. He's got the car. He blew up. He's He's on a bad streak with cars right now. Correct. Mechanically, he's on a tough streak. So I'm going to say Butcher is more inclined to win it based on being in a tested car. Give me a minute here. I'm trying to see if I can find last year's I, race. Nassie won it. Yeah, I know Nassie won it. But that's where I'm just I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Butcher on the tested territory where Majeski's 
showing up potentially untested per se. Knowing, knowing he's got to go run the truck race on Friday night. Well, he would be, yeah, he'd be running the truck race, but it, that race would be done already. Right. But I'm just saying that's another day or two that doesn't allow him to go test that car. True. Somewhere along the way or testing it this week. Doesn't need to. You think he's going to win the title? Yeah. He's going to roll off the trailer and he's going to have that thing dialed in. I, he did with Heinz stuff too, and then he blew up. I'm going to – I want the Wisconsin guy to win it, but I think I'm going to take Butcher. Butcher's going to struggle in practice. He's not going to qualify well, but I think he's going to race well, unfortunately. Butcher's a Donnie Wilson guy, isn't he? Yes. Correct, yep. You got those hauler tires, tires changed or no? Jesus. A little early for that, but yeah, I would hope so. I hope he makes it there. Probably still testing at Winchester then. There we go. God damn it. All right. So he's still in the infield. They're working on that yet. So Majeski didn't run this race last year. No. Just an FYI. Um, Jack. Let's see. Where the hell? We're gonna need more than just that race car jack to pick that that thing off the ground. And our tire changer is at Menards. <laughs> I I don't even see Cole Butcher on this list, so he didn't even. Oh, there he is. He's 14th. He was 14th last year in this race. Okay, so he has some experience running the race, but correct. I I I think due to the untested nature of Majeski and the unfortunate turn of events, which could mean absolutely nothing to Sunday, I'm gonna take. Unfortunately, I'm going to take Butcher, I think. Cam, you're taking Butcher as well? No, I picked, I said Majeski's going to oh, You're taking Majeski's. My bad. Well, I'm taking Majeski as well. I am uh, rooting for the Wisconsin boy, and as we've said before, I get analysis by paralysis, so I'm going to go with more of the heart. My heart is with Majeski on this one. I want him to win. Yeah. As far as the race goes, though, um, a guy I'm keeping an eye on, though, is Matthew Craig. Or Matt Craig, he can come in and he can run some really good races when it when it comes down to it. So I am keeping an eye on him this weekend. Maybe. I think something that's going to be interesting is Derek Thorne driving Schaefer's equipment. In, Absolutely, getting him in Schaefer's equipment. He where did he have a solid run last in Schaefer's equipment? I thought it was Madison. Did he? Did they run five flags? No, because, dude, Paulie Schaefer and Madison, we were there. That's right. Yes, because they were. Yeah, because they were going to be doing the because uh, he went quick championship. Time. He literally went quick time, and that that's right. Went, went wild. You are correct. So I think he must have ran five flags and uh, stuff. Let's see. I think you're. It right. had to have been because yeah, because yes, he ran five flags, was running good, and then he had a problem. Hmm. He had an accident. That's what it was. So yes, it was five flags that he was running really good. You know who? You know who I'm going to keep an eye on. The five of Johnny Sauter. 
<laughs> I, uh, I'm going to regret saying this, but I can't wait to see what he breaks this time. <laughs> if he can keep the axles in the rear end, the dude's going to have that thing whipped up and it's going to be ready to go. I'm look. I mean, honestly, again, it's he's going to be Midwest team. I'm looking he's at Austin. Fast. He will be. I'm also looking at Austin Nason. He was winning. He was in contention to win that race up until that wreck. That Correct. happened last year, which again, never seen a super late model almost blow over, but God damn it. Austin Nason almost did it. Um, Bubba Pollard's coming back again. See what he can do. Um, Steven Nassie, the defending winner. You see what he can do again. It's, it's going to be a good race. I was looking up, uh, our pal over at, at super late model rankings. Good follow on Twitter. If you're looking for a guy to follow on super late models, uh, he said two days ago, so he didn't get the most recent, uh, entry list update, but he said it's the 12th highest strength of field for 2023. Okay. I don't know if this fellow listens, but we got to have him on. We got to get him on here. Shoot the old DM. See what can happen. Again, for good follow, super late model rankings. Yeah. If you're looking for a follow, gives a ton of good information. Absolutely. No, I, was, I, feel oh, like... I saw old Johnny at the at the wedding I went to a couple weeks ago. Yep. Just seeing him, it's like you just walk by him and you're like, you are a certified badass. <laughs> and then wanted no part of the wedding. He stood outside the entire time by the bathrooms. But when then you go to the bathroom and be like, just want to ask him, like, hey, you gonna finish one of these races? <laughs> Yikes. Dude, you got a rocket ship everywhere. But we gotta keep this thing together for the whole thing. Keep the axles in the thing. Oh, this kid was there wearing racing stuff too. So, but yeah, that was funny. But no, this oh. is gonna be this will be a this will be a dang good race. Um, and looking at the entry list too, like you said, some big names. Majeski's got a chance at both championships, driver and owners. So, the Midwest is well represented. And Absolutely, they will, up, they will show up in full force. I mean. Fenholst ran well last year. He just got DQ'd. Uh, also, Somers and Fenholst were front row last year. Somers is going down there. Look out for him. Got the new car going on there. Hey. With that new car. She's yeah. slick. We, She's fast. We got the Midwest is going to show up, and we're going we're gonna to show the boys that. Midwest is best. Midwest has got some solid, solid super late model racing. Yep. So, so we got Kellis Butcher as your champ. Cam as Majeski yeah. and myself as Majeski is our champs. Uh, we'll maybe cover race picks just because it's probably one of those races that uh, the winner may not be the champ, but we'll cover that here in a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Any other final thoughts on, on the big ASA race? Keep an eye on her. She's going to be good. Yeah, it'd be solid for sure. Well, Let's get into our final discussion. We've got the Cars Tour Championship this weekend as well. Some big names in there. Going to, I believe, Caraway Speedway? Yep. Yep. Again, another series that's been 
solid all year. Um, what are we looking at for this cars race? Obviously, we got some some big names in there. Carson Quapo is the leader. He's got five wins. He's got Butterbean Queen. 19 back, back, three wins. He's got three wins. Mason Diaz, he's got one win. He's 95 back. Millington, McCarty. I guess as you guys look at this cars, this cars race here at Caraway this weekend, what are your guys' fast thoughts on this race? I think it's Carson's to lose. Honestly. He's just gonna keep himself out of trouble. Yeah. He'll go back the, to back. He needs to stay within a position or two a queen, but it's I still think it's Carson's race to lose. He's had the dominant call all year. Obviously, he's your champ last year. He's looking to to go back to back this year. You know, there's a lot of rumors going around of if is he gonna make the next step up. I mean, I think it's proved it too. He's he's run a lot of good races, and obviously, junior. He's got a lot of good equipment over there at Junior Motorsports. He takes a lot of pride in that super late model topic or uh, uh, series. And uh, yeah, again, I think it's it's Carson's to lose, but again, it's going to be another good race with a lot of good names in it. Yeah, I would expect I would expect Carson to handle business as usual, and he finds a way to keep his nose clean. And and just finish the race and and stay up front and get that deal done. So he's been solid all year too. Yeah, five. Yes. Kind, of, kind of a shoestring Wisconsin guy. Kind yeah, of. old man's from Wisconsin. He's run a handful Flames, of races he's from up North, here. Mooresville, but he may have been born in Mooresville. Uh, Mooresville, but the old man is a Wisconsin guy. Yeah. So. Kind yeah, of he, Carson's run awesome. a handful of races up here too to get his feet wet. If I remember correct, he actually started his late model career up in Wisconsin running that 35 car. Midwest tour. He, jumped, he did, yep. yep before he, he jumped down to the cars tour. Yep. He won. He won, I believe it was the last Midwest tour race at Golden Sands. Because that was the night that he was gonna try to break. Derek Krause's record for youngest winner on the Midwest tour. And he didn't, but he was like a month or two off. Sure. Uh, but he won that feature at uh, Golden Sands. That would have been in 2019, I believe. Um, But he ran that feature at, at Golden Sands. And actually Krause led some laps there and he was, he was quick runs, led some laps and, uh, with that race, but uh Carson ended up winning that feature. Um but yeah, that was he was he ran some races up here um earlier in that uh 35 for sure. Yep. So and I think news just recently there I think maybe it was last week. I think Butterbean Queen, I think he announced that he's back with the same team, gonna chase the championship again next year in the yep. car tour. So He's been uh <clears throat> he's he's an interesting cat. Almost uh anytime he gets behind the microphone, it's always like, yep, this is gonna be good. So um good to see he's had a he's had a solid year too. Um consistent running up front and obviously he's got a couple wins under his belt. So yeah, that is gonna be another another Solid race. Um, 
hitting on the prolate models real quick too because they're running uh brother to carson caden clawfalls looking to wrap up his uh season got yeah. the championship there with katie henninger getting her suspension um Carson's pretty much got the season wrapped up over there. Just basically he's got to take the green flag and barring any circumstances of finishing last, he's got the championship wrapped up over there. So you could potentially see brothers sweep the cars tour this year. Yeah. Um, same team that Fenhouse won the pro late mile tour with last year. Last year. Correct. Yep. 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 Oh, pretty cool deal there as well. So again, if you, uh, that's going to be on Flow Racing, one of our favorite uh, streaming channels as far as races go. So if you uh, have Flow Racing, this is going to be one that you're going to want to watch as well. Yep. This is this kind of ends up being one, not maybe not this weekend, but this is another one of those. Hey, this is well worth the uh, subscription to Flow Racing. Absolutely. So no, again, keep an eye on that Cars Tour run by Junior uh, Jeff Burton, Justin Marks. And Kevin Harvick yep. got a lot of big names. Looking forward to the future of that series, <clears throat> too, and seeing what those guys can do with that. Absolutely. For sure. Well, any other final thoughts? No. It'll be some solid weekend there for the Cars Tour as well. I'll get to crown a couple champs. Yeah, just, again, a lot of good, solid late model races going around the country this year or this weekend. For sure. And obviously we didn't do a super deep dive into those races, but um, obviously we want to give those, those series some love um, on championship weekend coming up here. And obviously a race that we've all watched, but not maybe kept up, kept up on as closely as we should have, but um, obviously we want to give, uh, we love our late model racing. So give them some love. Um before we get into the next segue, which is typically race previews. Obviously, at the end of each episode, each one of the, the old pit crew picks a race they're interested in watching or they're going to watch this coming weekend and uh, gives you a little, little preview of what their fast thoughts are. But considering the weekend we got ahead of us, uh we're diving into this and probably going to go a little bit longer than we usually do because we are racing for big trophies and big checks championships <laughs> all across the board. Yep. So we're going to kick this thing off and we're going to, we're going to start on the dirt. Huge weekend at Charlotte. Starts and tonight. They're, yeah, they're qualifying as we speak, actually. It's Wednesday night. They're, we're recording on Wednesday night. They're qualifying tonight. Uh, I'm doing some racing tonight. So um gives the guys a full weekend to get those things tuned up right um, for that race. So that's both. Uh, that's both the Super Late Models and the Wing Sprints, both for the World of Outlaws. So. And any for the, anybody that's a uh, supercar modified fan they also got the modifieds out there this weekend as well dirt uh the supercars i believe and i was looking as i was looking at this and and this weekend that that they got coming up here the the racing i'm just throwing it out there that that that's a bucket list weekend 
Big series there. They got 71 super late models checked in this weekend. It's a stat field. Hey, the world of all, or not world of alls, Lucas Oil is done, so all the Lucas Oil guys are running there and all. I'm adding that to my bucket list, actually, as we speak. Perfect. Yep, that would be... Uh, let's get the old pit crew. Let's, let's get the old pit crew down there for some awesome race in both series, like you said, in one spot, racing for big checks and big trophies. But kicking things off, we'll start with the World of Outlaws late model side of things. And obviously, um, well, not obviously, but there ain't a whole lot to touch on. Um, pretty well wrapped up. From the championship side of things uh, for those boys, because as RTJ had uh unworldly year, so did the Jackman sweatshirt, BP, Bobby Pierce. Um, so he's got that thing just about all but wrapped up. He's got to what, basically take the green flag and make yeah. a lap and it's his. Yeah, for sure. Um, not to discredit the racing, they're still going to be racing for the weekend championship, but um, for that series and that series championship, um, not a whole lot to cover there. Um, he's Bobby's basically got, got it wrapped up. Chris Madden and Ryan Gustin both have three wins, but that's not to say the racing there is going to be incredible. Obviously, we alluded to already 71 late models checked in. Lucas Oil wrapped up last weekend. 74. 74. Three cars matter. Yep. Um, A lot of those Lucas Oil guys are done last weekend or two weekends ago. Yeah, go race for big money. Yeah, so our season just wrapped up. Yeah, season's – well, cleaner up, boys. We're going to Charlotte. We're going to race with the World Outlaws. So, um, obviously, got some big names there. And honestly, kind of a prelude to next year because a lot of this, you know, silly season that we've kind of had had going on, a lot of these guys are shaking down their cars with new teams already. And they're showing up fast. Mm-hmm. Um, you got you got Mikey Marler going quickest in his group in qualifying with Skyline Motorsports in and the one fifty seven. Mikey just announced this week that he's going to Skyline, and I they didn't directly say it, but from what it sounds like. Sounds like Shane Clanton's going to be out. Haven't had an official word, but the from the statement I read from Skyline, it, they thanked Clanton and, and Castle should, Race Cars, which they're yeah. not with people anymore. So that makes it pretty evident what's going on there. So um, you got him, Mikey Marler making his debut. You also got big U's, Spencer U's. And he go, he was quickest in he his group in hot laps. So he was quickest in his group in hot laps. So that was um with the it's JCM Motorsports that 19, the black and orange and white 19. So um yeah, we're getting a look into next year, and some of these guys really aren't missing a beat and and they're they're ready to go. So that's that's a pretty cool deal. Yeah, so obviously those guys are gonna be um 
good track, big track, a lot of, lot of lanes to run. Um, never fast down the World Outlaws game there when I'm playing. Um, Usually good for about yeah. a P17. Yeah. Um, uh, so no, that, that'll be – That'll be a big weekend. Obviously, you got some big names: Ricky Thornton Jr., Jonathan Davenport, um, Scotty Bloomquist, the Bloom, Bloomer, Bloomer's back. Which, by the way, so they ran two qualifying sessions for today. They had a separate qualifying session for Thursday. They had a separate qualifying feature or session for Friday. And in Friday's qualifying session, at least in Group A, old Bloomquist was top of the chart. The dude, some things never change. Yeah, that's that would be his Bloomquist race car. Um, the dude just knows his race car and knows what he needs to do, and he's there. The old zero with the, it's not really a skull on the side, but it kind of is. Yeah, it's got that foggy like, it's got the Halloween kind of feel to it. You know, keep a conversation. Yeah. I gotta get some more water quick. <laughs> I'm, talk, I'm talking too much. <laughs> but, no, I mean, honestly, it's good to see Bloomquist back in a race car, though. Yeah. After, his, after some of his uh, health issues going the, on. Health and... issues that he had going on there, but it's good to see him back. And I wish we could have got to see him run uh, run with Lucas Hall oh, championship, championship weekend, but that track oh, was sure. rough. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, no, good to see him back. It's that's a solid weekend race, and you got a lot of really good race cars and a sweet track. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, I if you haven't seen that, if you go look at that on Twitter, um, Mikey Marler's new ride there, that one fifty seven, that that black. Yeah, I saw that. Candy Apple ride is pretty solid. Um, another interesting note: you have Tanner English. Who made the ch- a chassis change? They're going with BMF race cars for next year. So um they shook down and they're gonna debut a new race car this year. So um they're getting an opportunity to kind of get their feet wet with what they're gonna be working with for next year. So um I would expect him, he's always been a world of all laws guy, so I'd expect him to run with the world of all laws next year. So um he's taking an opportunity to get his feet wet with that new race car. Um that Corey Hedgecock, his team, they build uh they build those BMF race cars. So pretty cool little deal there for him to get to shake down that new race car. So pretty solid deal there as well. So um although I just got the World All spreads going this weekend as well. Um yeah. Got you do have a championship battle going there, and it's the same two horse races we had last year. You got Brad Sweet and David Gravel going at it. Um, Sweet's got 10 wins over 68 starts this year. David Gravel's got 11 wins over 69 starts. Uh, Gravel is currently backed by 50 points. Um, and I put in here first is the the point system that goes with this first is 150 points, second is 146, third's 144. And anybody that doesn't start the last chance showdown gets 90 points. So this is another one of those that you're going to have to pay attention all weekend and all race long because that points battle is going to change drastically. Yeah, sure. And I, I like that format, actually. Like, it, it, 
I feel like it kind of. You got to be there all weekend. Yeah. You got to be on it, your game all weekend. It helps. It helps level it off from, you know, a one, a one night, one hit wonder. Um, yeah. It gives guys that, you know, maybe have a mechanical failure or some stuff like that. Like a little bit of a chance. Good. It gives them a fighting chance. It's not like, hey, something goes wrong on on Wednesday or Thursday night. Weekend's over. No, yeah. we got we got two more nights to to ramp it up and dial it up. So, um, yeah, it's the wing sprints is something that I've really started to this past year enjoy because those when those boys get going, that is some prime racing. That is some prime racing. I do think a I, I do think so. We we've as a crew this year, we've gotten to some super late races. We've gotten some to some dirt late model races. I think we got to get to a wing sprint race next year. Yep. And they've in and, and they visit Wisconsin enough. If you keep track of their schedule, they visit Wisconsin enough. I think next year that's gotta be next summer. I mean, they come up to Beaver Dam. That's for me, that's an hour and hour and 40 minutes or something so they're yep. in the neighborhood um i think that's got to be cedar lakes another one they visit um yep there's one more and i can't it's on the tip of my tongue i can't remember where else they go wilmot wilmot there you go yep so i i think we're gonna get the wings when doing sprints uh next oh, year for be, sure be a sweet one to well have. you know we could just solve their issue and just do all three this year again or next I, year again i would think so <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I think we we covered them on. We we've been keeping track, and we haven't really covered them on the podcast uh, lately. But we've been keeping an eye on them. Um, they're on our reschedule. Same with All Star Circuit of Champs. Yeah, but we've done a lot of four tens, just not necessarily where the all is, especially with the high yeah. limits and All Star Circuit of Champs. And yeah. and it's kind of all going to all bleed together starting next year. So yeah, so no, that's going to be a good battle. Um, if you're curious, Logan Shuhart and Donnie Schatz were your winners last year there. Donnie Schatz actually won two of the three nights that were there. Um, so he's looking to have another good, good outing there. Um, Sammy Vett. Yep. Uh, on the, the late mile side, Mike my, Mar, Marlar, Malar, if I'm saying it right, Tanner English and Davenport were your winners last year in the late model side. Yep. So, yeah, obviously that's on the dirt side. Um, Huge weekend for those guys, late model and sprint. Um, It's going to be fun to see who comes out on the top of that. Um, Definitely probably going to be a topic of discussion next weekend uh, because there's going to be some storylines coming out of there uh, that weekend So or this weekend. So any other final thoughts uh, at the Action Pack weekend at Charlotte? On the dirt side, that race is going to be on Dirt Vision TV. So if you uh, got a subscription to that, that's also all worth it. Um, they also have some local, some other local weekly racing on there. So it's not just World of Outlaws. Always a, another good tune in as far as racing you can get around the country. Hell, Jackman, any other final thoughts? No, it's it's going to be solid. You got to be there all weekend. You got to show up and be good all weekend. So, um. Gives the guys a chance to do a little uh, shakedown, depending on where you're at with your car and what you're bringing and where you're Just at. A, so. It's a good way to re- end the year off. Yeah. Well, you're at one track. You can 
you get a load on Wednesday and the boys are going to have at her until Saturday night. Everybody's there and really good car count. Yeah, I think I if I counted right, I think sprint cars are going to have about 55 uh for them for those races too, so Yeah, you're probably looking at between 55 74, you're probably looking at 200 cars in the pits. That's just between world outlaws. Yep. Yep. So pretty cool deal. Yeah. So obviously there's big trophies and big checks that will be crowning on the dirt side. Um, Again, it's going to be good racing, but we're that time of year. It's kind of sad um, that we're kind of wrapping up all these, all these series. So um especially dirt late models hate to see that wrap up for about a month before we go to the dome but um yeah that'll be an awesome weekend charlotte puts on a good show um so getting into the final race previews nascar Truck Series Xfinity Cup. Going out west. Yep. And this is not a three-day show like the Dirt Boys. You've got a one-night show. Far from it. <laughs> you bet. So, obviously, championship weekend for all three NASCAR series. Going out west. We're going to Phoenix. Truck Series Friday night. <clears throat> Xfinity Saturday. Cup Sunday afternoon. Um where do we want to start? Let's start our way up. Let's start with the trucks. Yep. Right away. Let's, let's dive right in. So truck series. Uh, they were not at Martinsville last weekend. Um, their last race was, why am I drawing a blank? Homestead. Homestead. Um, so we got four guys um, that are locked in to the championship four. Corey Heim, Carson Hosovar, Ben Rhodes, Grant, and Finger. Where do we want to start? Yep, so side note, we were talking about this just before we fired up the podcast. The Truck Series has not run at Phoenix yet this year, so this is their one and only visit to the racetrack. So um, kind of an interesting dynamic to go with that, that you – you got to go back a year for data on this specific track. So, um, uh, if you want to have a comparison, we were kind of mentioning it too. Richmond was kind of that comparison track, yeah, that we were going with Phoenix. Uh, they did race there earlier this year. Uh, yet Holsevar ended up winning that race. Uh, Corey Heim was sixth, uh, Grant Infinger was ninth, and Ben Rhodes was 12th in those that race. Oh, yeah, that Richmond race. Yeah, that was the race when Jeske was leaking air out of his tires. <laughs> I think Noodle, I think Noodleman gotten got in them tires. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Um so yeah, I guess uh any thoughts or we we jumping right into debating our picks. Let's just pick them. Let's just go for it. We got nothing to work on. So how do we want to do this? Because we got three series. 
We're all picking a champion. I think it's got to be a snake. I think. Well, how about this? I didn't I'll, get that. Oh. Could you try again? Nope, I can't try again. <laughs> um, what if we do this? Fan, our fantasy. What if we did the winner from last weekend with me, Ellen? You get to pick your series, and then you get to pick first. Over oh, top, yeah. So I'll pick first now. So you pick what series you want. Well, if you well, want to start with trucks, yeah, we're gonna start with the trucks. So I'll pick first. But I'm saying, but I, well, no, I'm saying if Kellen, if you want to pick, because how are we gonna snake this? Well, I go. It go really. He, it really should be he goes last in his first one, and then he goes first in Xfinity and then last in Cup. All right, that's really how it should go. So who? Yeah. I was no. second, correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and so I I'm get I get second pick regardless. Okay, well, if we're picking trucks right away and I get first pick, are we on no, that? I do. Yep. No, Kellen gets – because he was – Kellen was the winner. He gets last pick. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, we do snake. Loser, second. You get third pick. Xfinity, you'll get first pick. We'll snake yep. it. Got yep. it? Yeah, snake okay. draft. That's exactly what I said. Yep, yep snake draft. Anyway, so – First pick, no doubter, Ben Rhodes. Wow. Hey, although, hey, if he wins, that'll be a hell of a press, uh, press conference again. Yep, that's <laughs> why we're picking him. <laughs> good good call. I like the pick. Yep. I like, yes, that is a good pick. Um, Oh, boy. I don't know. My lot of pick. A duplicate? <laughs> no. Okay, go ahead. Boy, I don't know. I got a feeling I know who you're going to go with. I don't know how confident I am in that pick. I'm going to go with my heart. I'm going to go with Corey Heim. Okay. I think it's going to be Heim time. All right. I'm going to take – I'm going to go with the program that they're going to end it with the best of the best. I'm going to take Endfinger. GMS shutting down at the end of the year. They're going to show up with a rocket ship. These boys are going to pour their hearts into that truck, and they're going to get it done. They're going to go out on top. Yep. All right. I didn't think you were going to go that route, but. Yep. That's that's what I'm taking. I'm going to take Enfinger. I I think he's the veteran's going to get it done. So, well, should we go ahead and jump ahead? Jump ahead. Go ahead. Maybe change my pick. Sure. You're well, going to go with Hosevar, aren't you? No, race winner. I'm picking Derek Kraus, but to win, <laughs> the, <laughs> to win the championship, yeah, Ben Rhodes. But no, obviously we're Kraus homers. He's pulling double duty this weekend. He's in the Spire 77, so uh, going to be pumped to see him back. Hopefully he has another solid run, um, give him some momentum heading into the offseason. Hopefully we get some full-time ride news uh, for next year. Hopefully we get that um, announced here. But, uh, no, I thought I'd throw that in there, give him some love. Um, so he's racing this weekend in the Spire 77, but um, would love to see him get a win. But Ben Rhodes for the championship pick. All right. So when we look at Xfinity Series, who do we have for our final four? 
we've got Sam Mayer, Justin Allgaier, John Hunter Nemechek, and Cole Custer. Two Chevys, a Toyota, and a Ford. Wow. All right. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go with the guy that's got the momentum right now, and I'm going to take Justin Allgaier. I see that look, and you're pissed at me, but I took him. I know. So I'm looking at I don't want to pick him too. So God, I get to go last for cup. So chill out. <laughs> uh, you suck. <laughs> well, I gotta take the low hanging fruit. I'm gonna go Nima check. Jesus Christ! Get out of here. Well, with those two picks, I think I'm picking the pace car. <laughs> well, hey, that's not a solid pick, especially after Martinsville. DNF. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, I guess. I guess I didn't think I'd be in this spot, but <laughs> um, I guess I mean, I'll. I guess I'm going to pick Sam Mayer. Um, He's not a bad pick. He's been having a lot of good runs as of late. He's showing well, that he can win on on pretty much any type of track too. So the only reason I'm picking him for picking him is because we got the Wisconsin roots. So Wisconsin. Yep. Um, and Junior Motorsports will have that thing wicked up. So a uh, little background here. Xfinity did race at. Uh, oh, I didn't even look year. at that. I got it pulled up, and I didn't even look at. Shoot, didn't uh, do my is, due diligence. Why is this not working for me? This doesn't want to work for me. What the heck? There it goes. Uh Sammy Smith was your winner there <laughs> earlier this year. If we're doing playoff picks, uh, Nemechek was sixth. Smear was eleventh. Ooh, Kel, Allgaier, P36 in the spring. Had to scroll a couple times to find him. Yeah, I was about saying I'm missing a guy here. <laughs> uh, I ain't worried about it. Oh, Custer, P30, he was 12. P36, and then next to his name it says accident. <laughs> so fluke is what it comes down to. Where was Mayor? Uh, 11th. He was 11th. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we got a baseline, so we're not going to show up there. At the end of the day, <clears throat> at the end of the day, they're all racing for a second because we got the 11 car for Call of Grace and running that race too. So. Well, hey, these are championship picks. We're not doing race picks, so. Well, race pick is the number eleven with the Western flooring, <laughs> racing number eleven for Derek Krause. So, I don't know if anyone's figured this out yet, but we're we're rooting for for DK. Yeah, the guy that's got the bank door up above his left shoulder there. Yeah, so that's that's the race pick, but well. All right, run it backwards. Now we're going to the Cup Series, the big dogs. 
I have all the race previews picked up or all the old races pulled up from last year and then this year. But honestly, I don't even need don't need to look at it. I picked him as my champion. He's in it. He's there. And he's going to do it. Kyle Larson. Okay. I'm at a predicament here. I can either uh, stick with my championship pick here or I can go with what my heart wants out of it. Look, the old adage always says, follow your heart. <laughs> if you love something, let it go. If it comes back, it's yours. If it doesn't, it's not. Screw <laughs> it. Oh, now you're really putting me in predicament here. You know what? I've got to go for it. I got to go with my man, Ryan Blaney. He going to win it. Win it all. All right. I The final two. The guy that doesn't have his championship big in it. So he, you've got no uh, no quarrels to go with. You got a free pick here. I know. I, uh, you know, you guys left me with the guy that everyone picked to be in the final four. I'm going to take William Byron. Everyone picked him to be there. Yep. He, Martinsville was a fluke. I picked he him as my champion. Up. Yep. Yep. So that's I'm hedging my bets. I had my preseason so, uh, playoff pick, anyways. So we're going to go back. Um, we're going to revisit this. So when we early in the podcast, when we got this whole thing started, we picked our final four. Um, we're going to go back and say, so, uh, next week, Cam and next, I, next week on next week's episode, sorry to cut you off. Not professional, but next week I say we do probably one segment championship review headlines, but we should go back and, we should spend a segment next week talking fantasy and picks. Yeah. Well, so I'm not going to say names. If if you want to know who it was, you have to go back and watch. I was two for four. Tam, you were two for four. Van Grohl was one for four. We'll leave it at that as a teaser for next week. So two fifties and a 25%. Yeah, and one of those 50s, their champion is out, too. Right here. We all, uh, we all had, honestly, the one that's looking the best here was Cam with his picks. He's kind of the most solid one out of all of us. Got 50% of the Final Four and his champion still in it. Yeah, I don't know how the Christ that happened. <laughs> So we'll leave that as a teaser for next week. If you want to know, you got to go back and watch the episodes and see who ended up where. And as we kind of wrap up that Cup Series conversation, obviously kind of a big weekend. Um, we're looking at the Stuart Haas camp. Um, Eric Almirola, last full-time race with Stuart Haas. And we're also looking at the old savvy vet, Kevin Harvick, hanging it up after this race. So, one final time for those boys. You uh, see uh, Harvick's paint scheme for this weekend? Got his name on the door, yep. Yeah. On the, on the quarter, yep. Oh, I think, I think that's, that's a diecast car that I'm buying here in the future. Yeah, it's got it's the bush, it's the bush light look, but it says instead of saying bush light, it says Harvick. It's the mountains, it's that it's that 
iconic the blue history. light blue light yeah. blue and silver and the rockies and all this stuff to go with it um so yeah again a, a pretty cool look and he's not going anywhere he'll be around and i think he'll still be around the racetrack and he'll still well, have, he's in the booth for fox next year yeah he'll still have a lot to do with the production of race racing and nascar and all that to go with it so obviously he's got his hand in the cars tour as well um so I think we're going to see him doing a little bit more of what we like to see the short track race, and especially following his son uh, Keelan. Yeah, so, it's a short um, car. He's been racing legends and and kind of climbing his way up the ranks that way. So um, obviously he'll be around short tracks a little bit more with with his son, but um, still around the Cup scene. That he won't be a stranger to say the least. So. The yeah. old closer. There's going to be, my guess would be there's going to be probably a Jimmy Johnson leg scene there. He's probably going to have a big old cooler or some bush lights to enjoy at the track. Oh, course. hell yeah. Hell so, yeah. Well, as we wrap this thing up, any final thoughts? Well, do we, uh, I want to throw a little discussion out here, but that could also circle into another topic here, real quick. Does the champion win the race? No. No? Okay. Yeah. So that introduces our topic. Race picks. Who's our <laughs> who who are we taking for our race picks here? Well, I just closed out all my data. <laughs> <laughs> I we have it on the spreadsheet. I mean, what more do you want out of this? Yeah. Yeah, it's like can a can a guy help the helpless? Good God! And you know what? Just because of that, I'm flipping the order here, because <laughs> we're gonna stick with the uh, snake draft pick here. And since <laughs> Kellen was last pick for Cup, we're gonna let him have first pick at race picks. And since you're a slacker, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb a little bit here. I'm stuck between two. Um, and they are both non-playoff drivers. Well, I would hope they're non-playoff drivers. Uh, you know who I think is going to show up? I'm going to take the 22 of Joey Logano. Mm. As much as it... Just, he, won it la- he won last year. It, as much as it just stabs me right in the heart to pick him, I think he's going to show up. <laughs> just ass right... Oh, right in the soul. It hurts me to do that, but I picked it. I'm going to have to take the guy. And that's not even looking at last year. I'm just taking him because I know he's decent at Phoenix. Yeah. So. Oh, man. Do I want to be that guy? I don't know. I I think the streak of champions winning the race is still going to continue, personally. I think it's it's it ends up being that some of the non-playoff guys kind of don't get involved with championship battles type of thing. They kind of let the guys go at a little bit. So I'm gonna say your champ is your race winner, and by that, I'm gonna go Blaney again as your race winner. You gotta give himself that warm fuzzy feeling in the off season, I suppose. Tell you what, I'm gonna have a hell of a, a hell of a celebration on Monday if he pulls it off. I may not go to work on Monday. Oh god. <laughs> so I thought, okay. 
So you're saying if you didn't think a race, if you didn't think a champion was going to win it, this is what the segment was? Yeah. Do you think the champion is going to be the race winner? Just in prior in past years, it's typically has been the race winner has been the uh, champion. Yeah. I'm going to look at one thing, but I'm looking at some scary results that Blaney's been. (laughs) Not good. It is not good. (laughs) Last year, Martin's at. Phoenix, he was like P4 and P2. <laughs> Get the shit out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was just going to look at. Well, that's a, that's a, I'm not even, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to think about it. Yeah. When you're bad fast and you're running up front all day, Kyle Larson's going to get it done. Yeah. So I think two of us are going to think that the champs are going to win it. We got one that thinks no. The streak gets broken this year as far as winners being champions. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say so, yeah. All right. Keep an eye on that. That's a storyline kind of its own right, too. It's always kind of interesting. It, it, you know, you used to see at Homestead a lot where guys were wrapping up the championship and you had the race winner there, too, and you had kind of two different celebrations going on there and it's been a long while since we've seen one of those on the cup scene. Yeah, for sure. Well, final thoughts. What do we got? Great week of week racing. Get your butt in the couch and turn that TV on. Get the uh, get those mixed drinks going. Get some feel good food. You're not gonna want to go anywhere. No, it's we're every every lap on the track matters the most because we're now racing for titles. It's those few laps of practice you get mean so much more now that we're racing for a title. It's if you're if you unload and you're bad, you're now behind the eight ball when you're racing for a title. So um you got to unload with a piece that you know is going to be a rocket ship. So, um, and that's where the all of sprint cars, that's where the all of slate models, that's trucks, Xfinity cup series. It's, ASA it's top cars. bottom. It is, it's, we are splitting hairs now to win titles. So, and those guys that do, they get to, they get to call themselves the title and you can't take that away from them. So that's a pretty, pretty awesome deal so yeah and i think you guys both hit it on the head um get yourself some drinks some good food and there ain't nothing better than plopping your hind end on the couch for a day actually two days three days four 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 thursday through sunday night yep (laughs) (laughs) yeah um Obviously, be dialed in and tuned into the, all this racing this weekend. Like you guys said, um, <clears throat> big trophies and big checks this weekend, and the slightest error or the slightest mistake um, can cost you a championship and some big money. So, obviously, 
it's going to be a lot of good racing. Um, and as for this episode, hey, I think the pit crew nailed it. Um, we definitely didn't blow a championship. Um, might even gain a few, gained a few spots on pit road. So I think we've done our part. Um, we've had a heck of an episode, covered a lot. Um, as always, um, don't forget, drop us a like, comment your thoughts, anything on the RCR, Martinsville, and any of your race winners that you got for this weekend. Um, drop them in the comments. We'd love to debate you. Um, and then turn on that bell. Every time we post something, get notified right away. Kellen does a great job posting some shorts and just trying to drop racing content whenever we can. So, boys, I think we nailed it. Let's go get ourselves a championship this weekend, and uh, we'll catch you next. Catch you next week.